Welcome to The Green Room, a show about shows. Welcome to The Green Room, show about shows. I am Meg. I'm here with Emily. Hey, Emily. Hi. We're talking Bridgerton. Woo! Yes, 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 yes. I just came alive. I've been dead all day. I just became alive again because we're going to talk about Bridgerton. I mean, I hope we haven't missed the boat. Because I feel like Bridgerton was hot for like a hot minute. And now, you know, there's been a lot going on. And like, are we still talking about Bridgerton? You and I are. Listen, if you're not still talking about Bridgerton, then like you must be a better woman than I am. Because I can't stop thinking about Bridgerton. If you watched it once, watch it twice. Maybe you want to listen to this because you already listened to it, watched it, and you want to see if we agree with you. We probably do. Okay. So uh, let me ask you, have you watched the whole series? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The yes. whole season, I should say. Meg, let me tell you something. Please. About me. Please. 2020 was the worst year. What? I, I Just on a, for me, on a personal level. <laughs> That's weird. I feel like everyone just, else had a good year. For just me. <laughs> 2020 was a rough year. And I love TV. TV is my ultimate escape. Yeah. You run an account called TV Best Friend. I love TV. It's a very known... If Follow you, TV at TV Best don't Friend. Don't ever do it anymore. I will now again, though, and I'll tell you why I don't, because this happened. About May, I realized TV was not filling my bucket anymore Ugh. for relaxation. Ugh. I was like, I can't turn my brain off. We're in a pandemic. I had uh, some personal things that were really rough. My life was shifted. I was trying to catch up. And I was like, I, and you know when your therapist talks about mindfulness, I'm always like, what the crap does that mean? I don't get what mindfulness is. But I had always assumed TV was my mindfulness activity. But then I realized, oh, I'm on my phone. I'm online chiping, whatever. Yeah. Still love TV. But then uh, my sister was like, listen, if you're trying to do something different, you should read these books, The Bridgertons. Yeah. By this lady, Julia Quinn, because I started reading these old romance novels I loved at like 20. I mean, they made me a woman. Yeah. These historical romance novels. Yeah, like, by... like bodice rippers. Oh, yes. There's there's this lady, Judith McNaught. She's my lady. She's like, I'm not kidding. I learned more about sex from Judith McNaught's books than my own mother. Yeah. But so my sister was like, I know you've already read all the Judith McNaught's. You should read the Bridgerton series. Okay. And I rejected it for about three weeks. And then I was like, fine, I'll read it. Yeah. Hands down, I'm not speaking. I'm not being sarcastic. I'm not being hyperbolic. I'm being 100% sincere when I tell you. The best thing that happened to me last year was the Bridgerton series. Okay. How many are there? Eight. And then there's prequels. Ah! And then there's four more in Perfect. the same universe. Perfect. So we're looking at 16 books. Yeah. They, I loved the Bridgerton series. They are just really fun, easy reads. I read all eight, I think, in like a week because they, they read really quickly. So I've been hyped for the Bridgerton show. I mean, the Bridgerton was such a high point. That's what I wrote on my Christmas card. Mm-hmm, I was like, mm-hmm. my best thing that happened this year was the Bridgerton book series. Mm-hmm. So I had very high hopes about the Bridgerton TV show. And I'm telling everyone, if you watch the show and you haven't read the books, and I feel like the name of this podcast should be <laughs> put in the books. <laughs> but I will say, it's not a comparison. One is better than the other. They enrich each other. Okay. I feel like right. reading the books really enriches the show. Because there's a couple things that I'm like, they should have spent more time on this for people who do not only read historical fiction romances like myself that they kind of skim over in the show. But it's just so freaking good. And then you found out Shonda Rhimes was doing it. And she, like, 
say what you want about Shonda Rhimes. That lady knows how to make a show. Okay, well, I do have some stuff to say about Shonda Rhimes. Please. Here's my history with Shonda. Uh, I couldn't do Grey's Anatomy because I'm a hypochondriac. And I know Mm. that's the temple, right? Like, that's the whole Shonda thing is Grey's Anatomy has been on the show for a hundred or been on TV for a hundred years. Like, and it's a wild success. And there have been spinoffs and whatever. Wait, there's spinoffs? Yeah, remember that oh, one, like with the, with one of the them. Hospital. Sure. Yeah. I, I gotta be honest. I made a bold statement about Shonda Rhimes. I don't watch any Shonda Rhimes shows. Okay. Well, I did Scandal, and and Scandal was a hot mess. Scandal started out real strong. By season three, I was like, I cannot spend another minute with any of these humans because they are all the worst, intolerable. Okay. So here's what I guess I want to say about Shonda Rhimes. She has, right now with the Bridgertons, she's got a great source. She's got a good jumping off point. Maybe that's what makes a difference because it's already a source text. And it's already good. It's already enjoyable. Julia Quinn wrote a hell of a book. Yeah. That's easy. That's fun. That's approachable. That has compelling storylines. That has really well fun characters. So for me, it's like what Shonda Rhimes did for this was just make it like approachable for the masses. That's fair. That's and it, it does feel wildly approachable. Sometimes to the point where I kind of roll my eyes and I'm like, "You don't have to tell me that. You can show me that." I'm like, "Show me and tell me." Sure. So what we're gonna do in this podcast is this is we're gonna do it episode by episode. So today is episode one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's gonna be eight because there's eight episodes. So I'm I'm glad I have your history with the books and your history with Shonda. I think they're both gonna be. Relevant. I do want to hear how they compare because I have not read the books. Maybe I should. I couldn't even stop myself from telling you if you didn't because it's I'm such a know it all like human as a person. I like knowing things that people don't. It doesn't make you a know it all that makes you like educated. No, but not in anything that matters. Like (laughs) just about pop culture. (laughs) Like just about crap that literally does not matter at all. I love to be the authority. So this is great. I'm drunk on power. Yeah. So let me ask you a question, because typically these types of shows and, you know, all the Jane Austens and all Regency era Mm -hmm. productions have been very white. And in this show, there's a lot of diversity. That's not part of the books, is it? Yeah, no way, because it's historical fiction. That's Um, what I thought. They do. We are not to that episode yet. There is something that happens where they talk about the diversity. Oh, okay. I would love to discuss further because I feel a certain way about it. But when I first saw images for this, I was like, cool. It looks the good. I, why not? Yeah. I mean, The Great did the same thing. I don't know yeah, if you watched, yeah, the yeah, great, watched The Great. And it was like, oh, you can do this. Why People you? don't care. People don't We're care. We're all playing pretend anyway. These are just actors in a role. And, and like, I think it's cool. Me too, because freaking Simon is freaking sexy as oh. hell. Yeah. So, like, more of that, please. Very much so. so. So, all right. I'm into it. I think that right from the get with the Bridgerton, it opens, and it's just just a stunning scenery. Yeah. I. It's a vibe. It is a vibe. I feel just so strongly connected to the Regency England period of time because, I, as I just mentioned, all I read Literally, all I read is yeah. historical fiction romances. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's only historical Regency England. I don't do other things. Uh, what else would you do? I don't know. Someone told me about a book the other day that was in, like, Savannah, and I was, like, not interested. Oh, I see. Okay. Like, it has I'm, to be British. It has to be British. Okay. I do. I'll go to Scotland. 
naturally. Um, <laughs> Ireland occasionally. But it has sure. to be the UK. Sure. And I just said exactly how I imagined. And I love that. And that's Good. why I like the Bridgerton so far. It's just exactly how it is in my brain, but better. Okay. And I just love to see the costumes. The costumes are awesome. Yeah. I think the intro is so freaking fun. The tree when they're climbing up the yeah, tree. It's yeah, just yeah, yeah. all pitch perfect. It's fun. Fun is a very good way to describe it. I don't know what I was expecting with this, but it's it's way more fun than I thought it was yeah, going to be. Yeah, I didn't know. I mean, the one thing I think about when I imagine myself in 1813 that really concerns me is the bathrooms. Yes. Luckily, that never comes up in the show. Mm. Out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. We don't even have to worry about it. Absolutely. So we've set the table here. Let's get into episode one. Um, We meet both the Bridgertons and the Featheringtons. Yeah, that's a mouthful, isn't it? What, uh, what's her name? Quinn, could you not do a different name? Julia Quinn? Julia Quinn. Uh, um, no. Okay. It's a lot. It's very Anglo, though. It's a lot. But Feathering- the Featherington, they are a lot. Okay. That's the thing. And I think, like, you don't even get that the first episode, but they're a lot. They're a lot. The mom's yeah, a lot. Yeah, the mom's a lot. The, the vibe, like, when you compare the house, the Bridgerton, this calm, serene house. Blue, lots of blues. Lots of beautiful blues. And then we go over to the Featheringtons. Yellow. And it's like pumice stone. It's terrible. Yeah. So I actually think that's on purpose. So they're both big families. The... Bridgertons have a number of boys. The oldest is a boy, and they've got a bunch of daughters. They're prepping Daphne. There's eight kids. Eight kids. Eight, two. So does each kid get their own book? Yes. Okay, that's cool. <laughs> and then they kind of, like, overlap a little bit. Sure. So just a spoiler is the first season is Daphne's book, The yeah. Duke and I, but they they do some foreboding Okay. About other people's. But yeah, the Bridgertons are eight. They, she named her kids in alphabetical order. There's eight of them. Got it. They each get a book. It's freaking so fun. Okay. Love so, that. It's beautiful. So Daphne, this one's about Daphne. And Daphne's getting yes. ready to be presented before the queen, which is a thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's how they came out. Okay. They had to be presented at court. Was then, that a real thing? Yeah. I mean, for my, uh, listen, I am like a Native American historian. That's what my degree is in. But from my mass, my vast experience reading books, yeah. they, they did, they get presented at court and okay. then they could go enjoy the social season. And it's pretty much a beauty pageant. Like they just show up and the queen's like, you're an ago or you're a go. Well, it's like a beauty pageant backslash a money pageant. Yeah. <laughs> and which... Like, I love order, so this works for me. But in the show, Daphne is it, right? Like, she's pretty. She's mm-hmm. flawless. Her family's rich. They're, uh, you know, a Viscount. Her brother's a Viscount. Mm-hmm. So, What's that mean? Well, there's these different sure. degrees. There's a dowager. So you got a, du- a duke, right? Yeah. He's top of the food chain. Oh, okay. And they're aristocratic. So you got a duke. Like, like but you're not royalty. No, no, you're no. You're just rich. You're just, well, you have a... Title, an honorary title. Okay, and I don't understand this, Emily. I am so American. Okay, so there were families who used to do things for the kings and queens, right? Like someone was great in battle, right? They're like, cool, you got that land. Here's a castle for you. And by the way, you're a duke now. And then it's just genetic from there And then it's just your your male bloodline. What was Princess Di? Her dad was a duke? I don't think her dad was a duke, but she was related to someone. The Spencers are someone. Yeah. Who was, what were the Spencers? They were something. They were something. She was, maybe her mom was a duchess or something. 
No, Duchess is a big deal. I mean, you know, like Kate I would is a Duchess. Fail. If like you plopped me in England and they're like, "Here's high society. You better fit in." Like I spent, I'm a, a goner. I spent a long time living in this fantasy world because it's like her Charles is a Duke of something. Like he's the mm, prince, the but Duke he's also of, a yeah. Duke. Yeah, Duke of Wales, right? Well, he's the Prince, prince of, of Wales. Wales, but then he also will have a Duke <laughs> title. Okay. But the Spencers were people. I don't. They're not Dukes. I want to say like an Earl. Sure. But don't quote me. Okay. Um, okay. Just so don't what me. is the older brother here? Okay, so he's a Viscount. He's a Viscount. So top of the food chain is a Duke. Okay. Which Simon, who you meet, he's a Duke. Right. So he's a big freaking dill mag. Yeah, the I mean, biggest of dills. Obviously. Because it's like, yeah, there's the prince and there's royalty and then there's the duke. So mm-hmm. the duke's the next and they usually have a lot of money. They have a lot of like land. Their family is amassed, whatever. He's a duke. Then you have, I want to say, a Marquise. Okay. It's like Marquise, M-A-R-Q-U, right? Do you mm, know what sure. I'm trying to spell? Yeah, sure, sure. I'm pretty sure they're next. Okay. And then you have an earl. And so the wives are like the feminine whatever of that, duchess, yeah, yeah. and then... Yeah. Okay. I don't know how to say the Marquise. I don't know how to say it. But what's the earl's wife? Earl's? There's, she's a lady. Oh, okay. Okay. So then they have an earl, then you have a viscount, then you have a baron, then okay. you have a sir. And a sir baron. is like... That's what Princess Di's dad was. Yeah, he's a baron. Okay, good for him. Good. I hope it worked out for him. <laughs> he had pretty tragic life. They all did. Oh, yeah. Well, it's not a great life is the thing. Um, I think about this a lot because... Oh, wait. No, she's... John Spencer was the Earl of Spencer. Earl. Sorry. Yeah. So she she comes from an Earl's line. Tell you what, they love dudes in this because, you know, it's only men to men. Yeah. And that's what makes the Featheringtons later very interesting. Um, yeah. Okay. So they all get presented. You have to wait, be... But- First, they're waiting for the Bridgerton oldest son. What's his name? Anthony. Ant- Anthony. They call Anthony. him Anthony. Anthony. But, you know, he's late because he's smashing with the soprano. Dog, is he ever. But she's not a lady. So that's no, scandal. Because no, no. she's an opera singer. Well, she's not a scandal as long as they just have sex. I mean, if he tried to marry her, then yeah, like way scandal. Okay, sure. Yeah. Okay. And they, I will say, though, in the book, Daphne is not it. She's not this it girl. Really? She's already out for seasons. Okay. Daphne, they write her. She sounds pretty. Like, the Bridgertons are known as being, like, they're a good-looking family. Sure. Like, all of the Austin families. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're good-looking, but she's not the diamond of the first water they make her in this book. Yeah. I mean, in the show. Because Daphne does this thing where she's everyone's best friend. Because uh-huh. she's had a lot of brothers. Uh-huh. So she was like broing out and okay. no one wanted to date Daphne and therefore marry Daphne. They just wanted to like be good friends with Daphne. Yeah. Okay. And that is where this one's a little different. But to be honest, who wants to watch an Uggo? Right. No, or even I mean, an Average Joe. No, that's not why I watch TV. No, no. You want a really pretty uh, heroine. Absolutely. Just a completely vain step so yeah then we see Anthony, who is banging to time to a clock yeah he's on the <laughs> clock <Impressive>, man honestly <laughs> he runs a tight <laughs> ship and it's the first bum we get yeah that's a bum signing it's and not the nicest bum emily up. this is the point where i was like i gotta watch this i'm gonna turn it on it's 8 p.m my six-year-old comes out from the bedroom because she needs like her eighth glass of water for the night i'm mm-hmm. like oh i've got to watch this later yeah this oh, yeah. is a mature show. This is not Pride and Prejudice. <laughs> no. Yeah, right. Because, like, that doesn't sell. That's a joke. I know it's wildly popular. Anyway, the point is, 
It's very sexy. It's super sexy. And it gets sexier if you can so believe it. Antony makes it in the nick of time for Daphne to be presented at court. In front of the Queen Charlotte. But here's my question. They all are wearing feathers to be presented. And I was wondering if that's real or if that's just like creative Shonda Rhimes license. I mean, you would know far better than I would. I don't. I meant to look it up, but... It's a bad look for some people. Uh, so speaking of feathers, feathering tin girl yeah. passes out when oh, she's yeah. being presented. What's her Philippa, name? Right? Philippa, right? Is it Philippa? Sure. The mom is on Emma as yes, the one who is secretly engaged to the rake who yeah. helps Emma when her carriage sinks. Yes, yes, yes. And she's also in this show I like to watch called um, Larkin Rise to Candleford. Sure. Uh, it's a BBC series. If you're looking for some mundane, if you want someone to talk to your Nana about, sure. may I suggest Lark Rise to Candleford, where the mom, this I think this mom is a pretty, like, well-known British actress. Oh, yeah. She's definitely, all these people are, like, well-known They're British people. For British people. Not, like, Harry Potter well-known, no, but, no, like, no, no. next here. Yeah, although I will say that the daughter, the most important Featherington, Penelope, the youngest, she is in my favorite show, Dairy Girls. Yeah, she's incredible in Dairy she's Girls. She's good in this, This too. might be a spoiler. Does it turn out that she's a lesbian in this? I will say nothing to you. Okay, because there was vibes with Eloise of the Bridgerton family. Eloise does have kind of a masculine vibe. Yeah. Huh? But she does in the books, too. Oh. If that helps you. I don't know if that helps me. If I'm well, I guess what? I don't know how to tell you this, but you'll see. Okay, fine. So uh, she's great in Dairy Girls. She's great in this. She's a good actress. That She's tiny, like short. Did you watch the Great British Baking Show where they had the Dairy Girl cast on? No, but I've heard it's really funny. You should watch it. Even if you don't like the Great British Baking Show, you should watch it because it's pretty funny. The like Nun is really funny. Sister Michael? Yeah. I've been telling people a lot lately about watching Dairy Girls. Dairy Girls Because is I think, like, do people not? I think it's pretty big. I mean, I hope so, because it deserves to be. Yeah. It's so good. It's amazing. Remember that? The wee lesbian. You have to turn on subtitles. I can't catch a word Wait, if I don't have oh, subtitles 100. on. But even Bridgerton's, I have to have subtitles on. Yeah, me too. I watch everything with subtitles y- me, now. Yeah, same. But I'm old. But it's weird you think she has a lesbian vibe, because in Dairy Girls, that She's a lesbian. Is a well, lesbian. and that's why I'm wondering if it's like, am, am I just like predisposed to I think she's you're predisposed. And I mean, her tight ringlets around her forehead are not doing her any feminine no, favors. I mean, yeah, no, she's not. I wouldn't call her the most in vogue of <laughs> the cast. Um, no, no, So no. Daphne's presented and the queen is like beside herself with how great Daphne is. She's the star yeah. of this court. She's in. She's the incomparable. And so there's this letter that goes out to the, is it a town? Is it a village? It's, like, it's a town. It's London. It's a city. Have you heard of London? Is it London? Are they in <laughs> yes. London or are they in like wherever Pemberley is? <laughs> no. No, they're in the London okay. social scene. And they're so all in town for it's the season. Like, it's like the gossip girl of Regency London that uh-huh, goes exactly. out. It's delivered to everybody's doorstep every a day. scandal sheet. Julie Andrews is reading this thing that this anonymous author writes about society. Yep, Lady Whistledown. Lady Whistledown comes in hot with a Byron quote. Did you catch her saying... No, tell me, um, what, tell me what she said. Like, what was it? But it was something like, the worst kind of bitch is one who writes a woman mm. who writes with a pen. And I was like, was that real? Or did Shonda Rhimes make that up? And also, I could listen to Julie Andrews say bitch all day. I know, wild, right? It is really, like... 
eloquent, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> Very elegant, that yes. Julie Andrews. So she, the lady whistledown sheet is going around town. And then everyone's like, what? She's giving the first one for free. Good marketing tactic, Lady Absolutely. Whistledown. Absolutely. But who is Lady Whistledown? Here's what's interesting about Lady Whistledown. And they don't feel like they stress this enough in the show. Usually the sc- scandal gossip sheet were kind of like, oh, the Duke of midnight like it was never the names so this is where they're like whoa 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 hold on lady whistledown is giving full names yeah 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 as well with her scandal and so it was just not done but that's what makes it so fun okay i love it so lady whistledown's coming in hot she's coming in super hot she has a lot to say about daphne Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and so now daphne's like the eligible lady of london and they go to the dance but um well first you gotta have like I feel like we need to backtrack for one second. Please. She she goes, does she go to the dance before the callers? Yes, she does. You're yeah. right. You're right. So I will say the thing that was awesome about that ball yeah. was the Cowpers. They're the blonde mother-daughter duo. Uh-huh. You get to know them later. She's the one that had a basket basically woven into her hair. Uh-huh. Just incredible. <laughs> yeah, great looks. A great look. That hair, the hair in Regency England is not forgiving on a lot no, of faces. No, no. It's not great. Even Daphne's like bangs. I just, just. It's a bad. I don't. Yeah. I can't. That's the thing. When the queen was like absolutely flawless. I was like, did you see the bangs though? But what are those little baby bangs? Those bangs are. Those Betty Page bangs? And Empire Waist is a hard dress to wear. Oof. I'll tell you though. No. This is part of the reason I love Regency England. Because my body would love to be in these outfits. First of all, a corset. That's a great look for anyone. Sure. An Empire Waist for me is a good look. Good for you. Thank you. I know. I'm really proud of myself. I. It's hard for me to not look maternity in an empire waist. But now imagine an empire waist with a corset. Still. Okay, well, I'm here for it. Because it just, like, drapes over. Yeah, yeah, but it highlights, like, this... I have a small... Not to brag. <laughs> Please. By all means, brag. It's a delicate frame up top. I yeah. have small shoulders. So for me, it's an ideal situation. Gotcha. We're wearing a tiara. We're wearing a choker. We have an umpire. Great. I am here for Meanwhile, it. Meanwhile, I'm like all shoulders. And so I look like <laughs> a for you. linebacker. I do break out in a sweat thinking about curtsying in a corset. No, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm out. I'm I out. mean, we're all Whitney Rose from the Real Housewives of Salt Lake at that point. Yeah. Just done breast popping out. <laughs> I Daphne looks dynamite in blue. She's she showing does. everyone why she's the uh, diamond of the first water, the incomparable of the season. Mm-hmm. She's looking awesome. And so she's coming into this ball, you know, with the confidence she honestly deserves. She's been told she's like the most beautiful woman to walk the earth. Yep. Why wouldn't all these men want to dance with her? And they all do. However, Anthony, he is... What a con- He's a C-block. He is... All over the place, stopping these gentlemen from dancing with his sister. Oh, yeah. And it is, it's tough um, when they all lose interest. He's so bitchy. I'm serious. That He's very bitchy. You know what we forgot to bring up was Marina, because she pops in before. And we meet Simon before the ball. So Marina is, uh, how is she related to the Featheringtons? She's She's the husband's sister's daughter? She's a cousin of the husband's. Okay. It's purposely kind of vague. Okay, yeah. I don't want to spoil this for people, but Marina is a different character in the book. Oh, interesting. She is a cousin of the Bridgertons. And it's, I wonder and why that they made the switch. very relevant later. Okay. But it so, makes sense? That she's a feathering. Not really. But oh, Marina's okay. a much bigger character, which, like, they should. She's stunning. Yeah, she's great. I like her no-nonsense face. 
Mm-hmm. She's really great at that. Um, we also, after we meet Marina, so Marina's shown up from the country. Miss Featherington was like, oh, we're going to have another miss to drag around. And then she outshines all the daughters. So that's yeah. bad news, Bears. Who's going to marry her kids when they can look at Marina? So then we also get to meet Simon mm-hmm. before, because he shows up at Lady Danbury's. Mm-hmm. Lady Danbury's, strong female. She loves a bold hat and a cane. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she's the one throwing the ball. So she's telling Simon, you better come. Yeah. And so he does. That man can ride a horse. He is very handsome. I'll tell you. He is good looking. He is very good looking. So she's at the ball. She's getting all of these men who want to dance with her. And Antony is rejecting all of them summarily until the one guy who's the Mr. Collins of this series. Remind me his name. Uh, Nigel. Nigel. Bearbrook. Yeah. Nigel's laser focused on... Uh, Daphne, and for some reason, Antony doesn't have a problem with Nigel. Well, because he didn't really notice. Because remember, she went to go get some lemonade That's by right. herself. That's right. I felt like a cold sweat when Nigel cornered to talk to her. It took me back to every YSA steak dance I've ever been to when I got stuck talking to that one, like, really awkward old guy who should have aged out of the yes. steak. Yeah. He still came to parties. Yes. And, he had just turned 30 and uh, he was like, I can still And you were pass. 20. Yeah. And it was just like, I can't relate to you, man. And you've got like such a creepy vibe. I really felt like I lived that. So Daphne really resonated. She's just trying to get some lemonade, okay? Yeah. And she sees Nigel coming for her and she's like, oh no, I can't do this again. So she sees Simon and she's like, hey, what's your name? Can she you runs to into me? him. Which he was And he is not having it. Simon is a no-nonsense duke. Well, and Simon assumes that since he's a duke, she's just after his dukedom. Well, everyone else is. Yeah, all night. Because Lady Whistled Down in her her gossip mag, page six of whatever. Yeah, yeah. She has said that Simon's in town, guys, and Simon... Get at it. Hot to trot. You should find Simon and wife that because... uh, husband that why yeah, that get at that uh, so all night the mothers have been introducing their daughters to simon and he he's, he's tired of it, it as anyone would be yeah, you know and like the minute a mom gets involved in a setup it's not very sexy Ugh, it's the worst but that's the only way they could get set up because you couldn't just introduce yourself you know i know the rules you know so many rules i just i don't think i'd do well i feel like i would thrive this would is you a, I had a normal conversation around my house, me asking my husband, do you think I could thrive? Because one, I love rules. Yeah. And two, I like these outfits. And three, all it really is about is like, who do you know and how affluent is your family? See, that's where I fall apart. Who do I know? I don't know Wait, anybody. What if this is Orem? Pretend it's, well, I like made the comparison to Eddie of like, Eddie, my husband. If this was Utah Mormon royalty, mm. I feel like I might be, I think my dad would have been an earl. I'm going to say I it. mean, I'm probably like baron level, maybe. Yeah, well, or, or a sir. A sir. The ultimate bird. Am I even a lady? I don't know. No, you're not if your dad's a sir. Sorry. Uh, but Wait, I'm what am I? You're just a missus. A miss. What a bummer. It is a bummer. We, they know already before you start. And this like is still a thing today. They, yes. They're still dukes and duchesses today. Harry and Megs, they're the Duke and Duchess of Sussex, right? Yeah. What's Kate Middleton the Duchess of? Duchess. Cambridge. Cambridge, right. So the, yes, the Sussex. But like, what's Cambridge? Cambridge? Is Cambridge a town? Is it a household? 
It's a holding, so it's the spot where your ancestral family home. Like, Cambridge is, like, probably their name. Okay, so it's two. Like, he's, okay, Simon's the Duke of Hastings, right? But before he was the Duke of Hastings, he had a different name. Remember how Anthony comes over? So Daphne runs into Simon. He's cocky, as he should be. Yeah, he deserves it. He's handsome as hell. (laughs) He thinks that she's just trying to trick him. And then all of a sudden, Daphne gets her justice because her brother comes over, their best friend, Simon. And he calls him, what was his name before? Before he was the Duke of Hastings, he was the Marquise of, I want to say Bastion? That's not right. Whatever. So then once his dad died, he became the Duke. But that's why okay. he was like, okay. don't call me the Duke of Hastings. But because his dad was a Duke? Yes. Okay. So he gets his dad's title and he gets what all the property that's entailed. And usually the property, Hastings might be like where his property is. All right. It's a whole thing. It Listen, sounds like a whole thing. How pretentious is England? Pretty darn. For someone who has a leader named Boris. I mean, I have watched every season of The Crown, so I'm an expert. And I mm. I should mm. say that it's pretty pretentious. Yeah, they seem pretty pretentious. Everyone there is pretentious. Um, I hate Anthony's sideburns. I didn't mind him. Oh, okay. But do you hate him more if you know it's his actual real hair? Yes. Well, there you go. Sorry. Sorry to do that to you. Um. So then we got to deal with the aftermath of this ball. But did we talk about the ball music? Because okay, so this they're doing like the Westworld thing where it's like <laughs> modern music, but they've made it orchestral, which was like my study music in college. You know, I'm going to listen to this Weezer quartet album for some reason. <laughs> I know. All of a sudden it's thank you next. Yeah. And I'm like, I think I just prefer like give me some Mozart, you know. I think I loved it. I was distracted. I was here for it. I was like... Yes, keep me in this fantasy that I can relate to, and now I can. I mean, that's a good point. It is like a bridge between the two worlds. It you really know? is. They, it's a nicely done. Also, at that party, we failed to mention Marina freaking killed it. Oh, well, yeah. She crushed. She's stunning. All the Bridgerton bros want to get with her. I will say, Colin, the Bridgerton third brother, he should be handsomer. Oh, you It think really so? frustrates me, actually. <laughs> it's a real thing. Maybe he'll have like a Neville Longbottom. I mean, God willing, because I do not like the way he looks. Okay. And he's in handsome in my head. Yeah. So he's all about Marina. Everyone's about Marina. Daphne wakes up. Guess what? It's visiting time. So this is the day when like all the callers are going to show up, right? Oh, yeah. She's stoked. She's hyped. Anthony shows up because he needs to be there because their dad has passed away. And so he's like the head of the household. And he has to greet the callers. He's a way... Well, he has to keep her virtue. Very misogynistic. Yeah. Well, remember, he told the opera singer he has to go to these things to guard his sister's virtue. Yeah. Which, woof. Yeah. Like, she's fine. But he's a cock block. Yeah. He's C-blocking everyone in there. No one's standing a chance. Meanwhile, Marina over at the Featheringtons is like every dude in town she has a, shown up with a gift. She got a puppy. Yeah. And I was like, I hope someone takes good care of that puppy. It really stressed me out. When they, oh, anytime okay. like puppies are a gift, I get very stressed out. I'm like, well, do you understand the responsibility? Speaking of presumptuous. Yeah. It is quite. To show up with a dog. That's yeah, a lot. It's a lot. But Daphne doesn't get all she mostly gets is that sad Nigel. five string quartet. <laughs> we got that first. And then... <laughs> Freaking Lord Bearbrook shows up. He's the worst. I will say, I like the looks of their undergarments. They, they have a, a getting ready scene with like Marina oh. and Daphne. Yeah, and, yeah, I, yeah. and I gotta say, 
I like that look. They're wearing robes over corsets with slippers. Yeah. And, like, that's a bit of me. It would be kind of nice to have someone help you get dressed in the morning, you know? Ugh. So when they get woken up with, like, a slight pat on yeah. the hand. And, and like, like, your tea is ready. Oh, Sweet. It's, sometimes they get breakfast in bed. I mean, that sounds like the life. It yeah. makes it almost worth giving up my own individual freedom as a woman to have my brother boss me around. It almost makes it worth it. Oh. So they, um, Lord Bearbrook comes. That's a big eye roll for me. And then she goes riding with her brother. We get that scene where Daphne then tells us all the only reason she exists is to marry well. And I, okay, my eyes rolled a little bit at this part because, again, I was like, Shonda, you don't have to tell me. You can just show me. The writing doesn't have to be this explicit. Well, I would disagree because there have been a couple things that I'm like, they should have stressed this more. One, when they're at the ball, you know, Mrs. Featherington is chatting away. She's with like, she's those Muppets that heckle everyone at yeah. the balcony. Yeah, 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 yeah. So she and her friends are saying, oh, wasn't that that girl who got compromised last year? And I can't believe she's at this ball. And they kind of skimmed over that. And this is very relevant. It's a huge part of the storyline that, like, you can't be left alone with a man. Mm -hmm. You can't eat, not even, like, just a chat. Mm -hmm. You're compromised. Mm -hmm. If you're compromised, you're unmarriageable. So I'm like, I actually do think that Daphne needed to make it very clear because they are later one in the same. Her whole purpose is to marry well. To marry well, you cannot be compromised. Right. And we see that later in this episode, that, like, it was a close call for her. Yeah. So I didn't mind that. I'm here for her. It's all right. Okay. But then they go to the, I don't know. I just get a pit in my stomach when I see her and Bearbrook together. Yeah. It just makes me stressed out for her. It's very stressful. He's the worst. And his name's Nigel. And that makes so much freaking sense. Yeah. So they go to a party. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they, they go to the opera. The opera. And, I mean, of course, Antony is getting with the soprano. He's getting his. And uh, what Daphne's getting is freaking burned by the queen. Yeah, so they see the queen. And the the queen's like, oh, yeah, I remember you. That was a brief impression because Whistledown has sent out another one of her gossip. Do they call them gossip rags? That feels right to me. Scandal sheets. Which, gosh, should we start one? Obviously. Because I just wish we had them still. And I know everyone's like, there's page six, there's Z News. But I'm thinking a Utah specific. Someone did one for my high school and it did not go over well. Why? Well, because obviously. It's mean. It's mean. It's very mean. But wasn't entertaining. I wasn't included. That's why you didn't like it. Of course. But Daphne's getting burned left and right because Lady Whistledown is just like, she's not it. No. Marina is it. Marina's it. And like, where's the lie? Honestly. Well, but that's the thing about England, Regency England. The one drawback that really stresses me out is everyone knows, like, they decide Yeah, if you're it. Yes. Again, I would not thrive under these circumstances. I'm a crowd pleaser. So, again, I'm going to stay strong. I would have I thrived. But when you have—you can't do anything about Mealy Lady Whistledown. She's a an unknown beast just saying what she wants. It's Dan—what's his face? Uh, it's Penn Bagley. Penn Badley. Bagley. Whatever. Badley. That guy. Should he be a star on a completely separate conversation? Isn't he we have? you? He's the guy in you, which yeah, I never watched. I tried. I don't Couldn't yeah. do it. Yeah. I mean, he's handsome. Is he? Yes. I kind of think he looks like a loaf of bread with teeth. <laughs> he's not it. 
for me. So they're at the opera. Lady Danbury's talking to Violet, the Viscount. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Daphne's mom. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you know what? Simon's in town. What we know here is da- Lady Danbury is very attached to Simon. Yeah. Lady Lady Bridgerton, the Viscountess, lets us know with this context, Simon's mom's dead. Yeah. Lady Danbury stepped in and helped out. Mm-hmm. There's more to that later. Mm-hmm. But then they start talking about, like, let's get Simon's tight ass married. Yeah. And, like, you can tell these moms be meddling. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. But then they start talking about gooseberry pie, and they freaking lost me. Because what is gooseberry pie? What's in it? Well, I, I assume it's gooseberries baked in a pie wait, crust. Wait, sorry. Are gooseberries real? Yeah. It's not like a Willy Wonka thing? No, they're real. I think they grow in Oregon. Maybe Goose- that's huckleberry. Berries? Gooseberries. Oh, I looked at I Googled it while we were talking here. You did a Google? What'd you find? I did a Google. Um, yeah, gooseberries are native to Sri Lanka and southern India. I wasn't even close. But that's the kind of pie that Simon enjoys. And that's a little bit of a hint for Mrs. Bridgerton. She doesn't need much of a hint. Violet's sharp. She's a sharp cookie. She uh, she's she wants her daughter to get a duke. And so the the insinuation here is that Daphne and Simon would be a a handsome pairing. And I can't say I disagree. Uh so Simon is invited to dinner and it's it's a little irreverent because all the children are at the table. Which simply wasn't done. With Mrs. Bridgerton. But Simon's into it. Well, yeah, because Simon, what we're the context clues we're putting down is Simon doesn't have a great family situation. No. He doesn't want you to call him by his dad's name. And he loves seeing kids. I will say I was the reverse. Like, man, what would it be like to just send kids to the nursery with their nursemaid? Hey, here's a life hack. If you're doing dinner... If you're, like, going to people's house for dinner and kids are coming, feed your kids before, and then you don't. You can just, like, send them away yeah, that's, to play. that's perfect. You know? And it can just be the adults. Because these younger Bridgertons are being pretty disruptive. Here's the thing. Kids at the dinner table are kind of the worst. I don't think kind of. I think they truly are They're the worst. the worst. They don't know how to do it. You have to cut all their food. They've always got stuff everywhere. You have to remind them how to chew, like literally oh, how Meg, to chew. Nothing. I have an issue at my own house. Is it the sound of chewing? It's the sound of chewing. I can't. I, I can't be. It, I will often set lunch out for my family and then go eat at the counter because I can't do I it. I can't. And kids don't know you can chew with your mouth closed. No. They have they don't such understand. a hard Time. It's like, oh, I don't know how to breathe and chew with, chew with my mouth closed. I get <laughs> grossed out to the point. Sometimes I snap. A couple weeks ago, I was like, switch places because I can't sit by you. Like, it's too loud. And then when they drink and it's like, I just hate it. I hate it. I hate it so much. I Nothing grosses me out like a loud chewer. No, me neither. It's like a real problem. It is. When I'm on a plane and if someone is chewing next to me, I'm like, I will throw up. Worst experience of my life. I mean... Kind of. But I was at a movie and I was sitting next to a guy who had brought corn nuts. Oh. And he was like nursing the corn nuts. It wasn't like no, I'm gonna sucking hurt. It. Well, I'm not gonna hurry and eat this bag of corn nuts. I'm going to slowly, one oh. after the other. Oh my gosh. Crunch. Crunch. I like I almost yelled in the middle of the movie. It was so bad. It is disgusting. I like there are times like uh an a huge what's the word hurt? Herculean. Herculean effort for me to just not yell at strangers. Like, why are you chewing so loud? Yeah. Because it just really irritates me. It's bad. Anyway, he's at the dinner table. Those kids suck. You know what other kid sucks? Anthony. Because after dinner, Anthony decides to corner. His mom is like, hey, 
you need to support Daphne yeah. getting with Simon. And he was like, Simon's my friend. He doesn't want to get married. And then he starts telling his mom, that's all I'm going to say about this manner. And I was like, I would punch him in the face. Well, and he's also like, he won't make her happy. I was like, how do you know, Antony? Yeah. And then his mom was like, well, you're one to talk. You're keeping that little a little hussy over Dude. at the opera. My mom came in hot. Yeah. She was saying, like, if your dad were still alive, Daphne would get matched already. And I was like, that's Oof. called foreboding. Woof. Guess what? That's called foreshadowing because <laughs> something is coming. She came in too hot. She's really rude. Then Anthony, in the most condescending way, goes and breaks up with the opera singer. Yeah. Who's not a character in the book, just in case you care. Oh, really? I mean, he had, like, dallies with people, but it's not, like, the strong of a character. Okay, but it wasn't, like, thrown in just to sex up the show. I think it was. Oh. I mean, there's more to it. They add some depth to it, but I think generally, like, that actress was like, she's an opera singer. Let's show her bare back. Okay. Anthony's not bad to look at. Not my favorite. He's a real ass, though. Yeah. He's so rude to her. Yeah. She's like, you told me you were going to take care of me. And he was well, like. because he was her protector, which tough. is a thing. That's what mistress is. Like an opera singer, she knows she's never going to marry a Viscount, right? Because yeah. she's just an opera singer. So then the next best thing is to have someone pay all her bills. Mm-hmm. And now she's his mistress. And that's supposed to mean he's always going to pay for her. Protector. Her protector. But he freaking dogs her because he's got to go to a party in a boat. Yeah. Hate it. So they go to this party. Yeah. We go to a party. Daphne's down because she's just been... Lady Whistledown is a jerk about Daphne. Yeah. What does she say? She talks about how the queen like pretty much dismissed her yeah. at the party. And how Nigel's the only suitor she has, which is humiliating. Yeah. Because Nigel, Nigel's not a looker. And he's, he's embarrassing. He's pretty obnoxious. Yeah, I hate Nigel. So, yeah, she's feeling pretty down. Meanwhile, we're getting, like, a back and forth between what's going down at the Featherington house. A reminder, Marina? Marina? Marina has been the talk of the town. She's the stunner. Um, However, the maid is changing her sheets. And now Marina has been with this family for more than a month. Now, here's what I thought was happening here. Because I have a friend who, in college, her job was to work at one of those dinky, like, honeymoon hotels. Oh, like the anniversary inn? Yes. And so her job was to wash the sheets, and she Mm -hmm. saw some bad stuff come in on the sheets of those wedding night anniversary inn uh, rooms. And so I was thinking we were going to see that kind of fluid on the sheets, and and there had been, like, an encounter but instead, the issue is that Marina has not bled. Yeah, the housekeeper, Miss Lady Featherington's right-hand lady. Is keeping track of yeah. all the menstrual cycles of the and house. We've already seen some things with the housekeeper, like, we should just send her. Like, she's like a... She's, she's like crony. a Rebecca housekeeper. Yeah, yeah. She's like the Lady Featherington's little crony. Yeah. So... She's way too invested in Marina's period. Yeah. But Marina hasn't had a period. And guess what? She's pregnant. Okay, but, like, honestly, how regular are periods, honestly? I feel like I get stressed in my periods. Like, we're going to skip a couple months. Wow. Okay, well, you should talk to somebody. (laughs) (laughs) I don't, I mean, I don't know back in Regency England how on the dot they were. It feels like there'd be less to interfere with a natural cycle because they don't have, like, additional hormones from medicine or food. I don't know. Either way, it's creepy. It's weird. You shouldn't be looking at period sheets. You shouldn't. And And yet they are. Period sheets. Does your friend have a therapist now? She's fine. She's fine. From this PTSD? She's fine. 
I hope so, because I'd be traumatized. But there were just some stories that she had that were alarming. I love that her only job in my head is just the sheets. <laughs> I mean, she's she's like moved on. That was a long okay, time ago. She's okay. <laughs> uh, what else we see at this party is a little back and forth between the between Colin and Penelope. Mm-hmm, Colin mm-hmm, does mm-hmm. this real super special things where he just treats Penelope like a person. Yeah. Can you imagine? <laughs> no, we're like, whoa, oh, wow, wow, Colin. The kind of chubby girl who's actually still pretty cute. Like, she, you're listen, a hero. If she did not have that hair. Yeah, That hair great. is the problem. We also see, this is where we see, I think her name's Cressida, Cressida, Cressenda, Cowper. She's the blonde. She's uh-huh. a pretty lady. She's got terrible hair. She's a great A mean girl to mm-hmm, Penelope. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Penelope and Colin go dancing. Again, I'll just say, I think Colin should be hotter. Okay. All right. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Fair. So, Nigel corners Daphne. Well, Daphne walks off alone. Let me first, let me back up. Because Antony is like, listen, my job was to find you a husband. Nigel's it. Congratulations. Job is done. And she's like, are you out of your mind? She actually says, I will not hear of this, which is so cool to me. Very cool. Going to start using that? Yeah, yeah. I will not hear of this. What's not so cool is she walks away alone, which is it's simply not done. Because she doesn't want to be compromised, yeah, correct? Yeah, because all it would take is Nigel walking over and bam, you got to get married. Yeah, Because you're rough. compromised. That's rough. And Nigel does walk over and he starts getting pretty aggressively sex, sexually aggressive. With yeah, her. because he's like, what other options do you have? I'm your only option. He's a jerk. Luckily, though, Simon walks up at just the right moment to see Daphne punch Nigel in the face. Okay, which is so great. But is there any reason to believe that that soft chalk hand little lady? Well, and she weighs like 90 pounds. Could no. knock him out cold? No, absolutely not. He's passed out. I get it's TV. Okay, I understand it's a show. But it's just not. I just wanted it to be a, just a titch, just a tiny bit more believable. Sure, 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 sure. I think she could have slapped him and he could have walked away. Yeah. But instead what happens is he's unconscious, quote unquote, and Simon decides to have, like, a very personal, secretive, re- like, conversation with Daphne right above Nigel's, like, body. It doesn't make any yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so Simon's like, you, I hate Lady Whistledown. You hate Lady Whistledown. I hate her because everyone wants to marry her. You hate her because no one wants to marry you now. So what if we just, like, gave ourselves some time by pretending so we want to marry each other. Then it's to all the boys I've loved before. Mm-hmm. They're going to fake a relationship, tell as old as time. Yeah. I mean, Simon very boldly proclaims he was not going to marry her. And that's foreshadowing, dog. Mm, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm not stupid. Well, I've watched some TV. Shonda Rhimes thinks you are. <laughs> Shonda Rhimes for sure thinks. I mean, I watch enough Scandal to know that Shonda Rhimes thinks I'm a grade A idiot. <laughs> she really does because she is not <laughs> letting us make any inferences. Then they go out and they dance. They dance under those lights that lit up all at one time. Wow, the magic. The magic. Uh, meanwhile, the magic. we're back with Marina, who's being confronted by Mrs. Featherington. I'm the housekeeper. And she, they're like, what's your deal, you prego? And she's like, you don't understand. You'll never understand. I hate it here. You live in your place of privilege. And I'm like, but you're also there. Marina's like, you're not my mom. And I'm not going <laughs> to pretend like you are. <laughs> Uh, she just wants to be back in the country. She's mad at the city. Yeah. But uh, there's more to that story. We do see quite the slap from Lady Featherington. Yes. I think we would deem her, as the kids would say, like, she's pretty savage. Yes, absolutely. And she's looking to get rid of Marina, but mm-hmm. Marina's like, yeah, right. Your husband's not going to let me go anywhere. Yeah. Which or, it's like, why, huh? What are we going to do? 
you'll find out. But what they do do is make quite a compelling argument that Lady Featherington is Lady Whistledown. That comes out in the, you know, they're like, it's got to be Sir her because they keep talking about. Wait, no, but then they were like, you obviously haven't heard the things that she writes about the Featheringtons. About Penelope's outfits and the, yeah, the, the daughters. So what, how could she be Lady Whistledown? Well, who do you think Lady Whistledown is? I don't know. I'm only one episode in. I'm not so familiar fun. enough with all That's of so them. Savine, Serena Vanderwood. Yeah. <laughs> Vanderwoodson. Jenny. Jenny. Oh, my gosh. Remember how they had to write off Jenny? Because she was so She's much She's a work. liability. <laughs> she became our Taylor. What's her last name? Murmur or whatever. Remember that one character they introduced for one episode? And they're like, Dan, it's your brother. And when they oh, like, you never see him again. Yes. Gosh, I can't wait for the new Gossip Girl. It's going to be good. If there's one thing this watching the Bridgertons makes you feel, for me, it's I'm born at the wrong time. There is this deep sense in my heart that just it clearly Emily, it sings in my soul that I was born at the wrong time. I think you've made that abundantly clear. <laughs> yeah, I will talk about this I forever. think that you very much were born in the wrong time, and I wish that I could give you Regency <laughs> too, England man. and Provo. I do, too. I'm like, is there a cosplay situation I could get in? I, I think that you're right, that you would indeed thrive. I really do think I would. My husband has reminded me on numerous occasions, though, that I'm basically saying I'd prefer not to be married to him. Because he was like, you keep bringing up Regents England like it's a solution to all your problems. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, I'm I'm Chinese. I would not be in Regency England. We would not be married. So there's pros and cons for sure. Sure, for sure. I also does give me a deep a sense of longing for Gossip Girl. Yeah, Gossip Girl was great. And did you kind of want to watch Sound of Music? Yes. Because Julie Andrews is giving good voice. Yeah, I this this show made me want to watch pretty much a whole bunch of things. I was like, should I watch Emma right now? I kind of want to watch Emma right now. And I also kind of want to watch Gossip Girl right now. And I'll tell you what, I kind of want to watch Scandal right now, even though Scandal did me very dirty. Yeah, they burned you. I went back and rewatched Dairy Girls. Because I, that's what I was like, I got to see this Penelope as Dairy yeah. Girls. Yeah, I'm trying to pace myself with these episodes so I'm fresh for our podcast. But it was really hard for me to not watch episodes. Dude, I watched all of eight of them in two days. I mean, because I just had to. Yeah, it's a it's it's a good fun. If you need a distraction right now, and who doesn't? If you don't, call us. And what's your secret? Yeah, because like, what planet are you living on? It can't be Earth. It It cannot possibly be this planet because it's dreary here. And Regency England, Bridgertons, it feels good. Feels good. It's a good good time. All you have to worry about is, is Daphne going to get married or not? I guess the question you got to ask yourself is, are you the kind of lady who likes some just enough sex scenes without feeling bad about your own body? Say that again. I said, are you the kind of lady that likes sex scenes that are just enough to not make you ever feel bad about your body? Yeah, that's all I want. Then, then, then you've got the right show. This is it. Suburban moms love Bridgerton for a reason. <laughs> and with that, uh, end of episode one. We'll be back next week with our episode two. Remember, this is on Patreon. Tell your friends. Patreon.com forward slash hivemind HQ. HQ. We will be back next week. Thank you so much for listening.